You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good morning to everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show alongside Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, hey, buddy. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. How you doing? You know, I'll tell you, I'm not doing too bad right now. I mean, it's been a, it's been a real wet summer for the most part. Um, I, I don't know. I, and, and it always goes by fast, too. I, I know everybody says it every year. It seems like summer goes by faster than any other season. Um, but it's been exceptionally wet this year. So um, I, I wasn't quite, you know, enjoying the summer as I thought I would, like I have in the past. Same here. Yeah. Same here. I, I think everyone looks forward to the summer and the good weather. Sure. So when it gets rained out or you can't do activities because of that, it's definitely a damper. Um, also, I think when it comes to real estate, people look at the summertime as one of the hotter hotter seasons for sure. Yeah, and it's a great time to go out, you know, typically, you know, more certainly much more than winter time when it's cold and you're, mm-hmm. you know, you want to leave the house, you know, let alone drive around and, and you know, you know on, on some of the unplowed or, or least plowed uh, streets. It's a good time to go in and look at homes, even if you don't have appointments for, uh, to walk through them or whatnot, just to kind of comb through some neighborhoods mm-hmm. and go, oh, look at that. You know, you pick up some of the magazines or look at online, you know, and see some of the houses where you know, let's let's just take one day out of the weekend, do a little day trip in, in these communities. Mm-hmm. And then maybe next day, next weekend, we'll pick a day and we'll go in this part of this, you know, unless you've already narrowed it down where you want to live. Sure. Um, it's a great time. They just kind of, what do they call it? Window, window looking, right? Just window shot. Window shot. Also, because of the time of year with school starting, a lot of families like to buy their homes in the summertime because then they can switch the schools before it actually starts. So that plays in with it, regardless of what's going on in the economy. Um, And moving. Who wants to move when when you're you're back at school? And ice and just all the things that go along with that. So super excited today, Gary, because I have a special guest with us, Dana Flanagan. Uh, She is a not only a home flipper but also a real estate pro. She's been selling homes in Connecticut over 20 years. That's correct. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So the flipping market is definitely a niche market. There are a lot of people that think that they can get into it or want to get into it and don't realize all that it takes to be a successful flipper. Mm -hmm. They really need to know the market. They need to have a good grasp on the area, uh, the demographics, what the spread from what they buy it for and what they have to put into it, and of course, what they can sell it for. And you're absolutely right. When you look at the TV shows out there, that makes yeah. it look very glamorous. Of I, course. I, I watch them all the time, and I have to say, gosh, they make it look so fun and so easy. They don't show all the problems that can come into to play. Um, Overruns, for example, yes. where, yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, when you're flipping a house, you really have to, you know, you have to set your budget. You have to plan for additional problems that are going to come up that you can't anticipate until they actually happen and they're actually taking the house apart. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. And it's really important to educate yourself or work with a real estate professional if you don't have a real estate background. 
And just make sure that you're making a good investment because there's a lot of people that lose their shirts when getting into flipping. Hmm. I'll bet it's almost like if you only have if you have a hundred thousand dollars to flip a home, you're better off saying you have seventy five, right? Because you're going to need that extra twenty five as as cushion. You got to prepare for that, right? That's absolutely correct. I mean, you're when you go through a house and you're looking to possibly flip a home. You go through and you look at all of the things that may need to go into it and you set a budget and you walk through it with a trusted contractor normally who can give you a quote of what it's going to cost for the renovation. Almost all the time, there are additional costs that can be, they can be fairly minimal. I've had some that have been pretty much a dream and, and the flip has worked out great. And then I've had some where you're, you know, tens of thousands of dollars mm. over your budget because there was a problem. And once they start uncovering the problem and starting to fix it, there's more problems and more things that are needed that cost more money and time. So let's piggyback on that and go over some of, the, some of these do's and don'ts for flipping a house. Absolutely. So the first thing I would say is that it, it, a lot of people need to educate themselves on actually obtaining the property mm -hmm. and winning the property in an auction. So a lot of times these homes are posted on sites. Um, there are obviously bank-owned properties. There are certain specifics and criteria that the bank is requiring in order for you to even get the property. I think there's a real misconception with buyers thinking that they're going to lowball these bank-owned properties. These banks set the prices of basically what they're willing to sell the property for, and you are not the only bidder. There are there could be hundreds of you. There you're mm. always up against multiple bids. There is no room for contingencies. It's, you're not going to be going in there and asking for anything to be fixed. And most of the time, you're going in as a cash buyer. Whether you're getting private financing from a hard money lender, whether or not you have your own funds to be able to purchase cash, but trying to obtain a traditional mortgage is not going to work when you're looking to flip a house. So I think it's really important to be very knowledgeable on the fact that there are, the banks don't want any contingencies. They're not going to take somebody that's selling a property to buy another one. I have seen people that want to purchase a property to not flip a bank-owned property and live in it, and they have the contingency of selling their home, and those are also not going to work. Mm. So, so just obtaining the property first and foremost is half the battle, really. What about a home inspection on a flip? Do you recommend that? Um, that would take all day, yeah. I would imagine, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you certainly can do your own inspection. The bank isn't going to allow for any contingencies. So um, I kind of do my own inspection visually because I know what to look for because I am a real estate professional. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're just kind of winging it and going in on, on your own, you're going to have to get access to the property. Well, so. you say there's you can't get a, 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 t a normal, what's a traditional mortgage. Mm -hmm. So what kind of mortgage then... Would it would be a private mortgage, hard money. Mm -hmm. um, most of the investors I know that are doing these home flips, they typically have multiple properties and they've got lines of credit available to them. Uh, pretty much every pro that I know that does these home flips has home equity lines of credit. What if this credit. is your first home flip then? What if you're like, well, well you know, I kinda wanna, I, I'm kind of I'm intrigued by this. Maybe I want to do this. I can be in, uh, you know, maybe 20%. Uh, I would say the two most popular are what she said with private financing. There are hard money lenders. They charge high rates and high fees. You're not getting a conventional mortgage or an FHA loan on these properties. And then the second one would be to do like a cash out refinance on one of your other homes that you do. And maybe you have one property you've lived in for years, you built up this equity, we can do a cash out refi or you can get a line of credit on the property and that's where you get the money to do the first flip. Would okay. you say that's pretty common? Absolutely. Yep. That's exactly right. And you know, when you're looking at flipping these properties, 
just obtaining the property and winning it in an auction can take a lot of time. So it's not just, I put it, you know, I won the bid, I'm going to close next month. Sometimes it takes, you know, four months or so Mm. to close on these properties. And then you have to think about the timing and the availability of whatever contractors are Mm -hmm. working on the property. The timing sometimes weather-wise isn't always great. And you don't want to hold on to the property for six months because that's eating out of your pocket every single day that that property is not on the market and ready to be sold, especially if you have hard money financing, as you were saying, the interest rates are much higher and there's normally a 12 month, um, there's a balloon payment expiration expiration on it. So at the 12 month, at the end of that, there's a balloon payment due for the entire balance back to the hard money lender. What should a home buyer be looking for then when, when buying a flip? I think they, a home buyer, if they're looking to buy the property to live in, they certainly want to, and there's plenty of buyers out there that do that, that see a property that they absolutely love. It's a foreclosure. It's in a little bit of disrepair, but, um, you know, it certainly can be brought up to livable standards. That At that time, I absolutely would do a home inspection for their own knowledge. So they know what type of money needs to be put into the property to make it livable. If they're looking to flip the property, again, they really need to have their financing in order, and they need to have a really good grasp on what things cost. So, mm, do, you know, does yeah. this property need a furnace? Are there burst pipes? A lot of these properties, the water shut off, uh, the electricity is shut off. The property is probably frozen or sat over the winter and not been winterized properly. So, when you start to get all the utilities back up and running, you've got burst pipes mm-hmm. and pinhole pinhole leaks everywhere. So, you have to know the right contractors and have those people lined up to get them out there as soon as you take ownership of the property to get all these things turned on. I also mm. would be very cautious when buying a flip with a septic system. And in where where we live in our area, it's common in a lot of towns that people have well in septic. So you have to think about what's underground that you can't see. The septic system, the well pump, all of these things, if people weren't taking care of them or, or they were putting things in, you know, into the toilets and into the showers that shouldn't have been, you can be looking at a $30,000 septic system and you didn't even think about that. So these now, are all piggybacking on what Gary said, wow. if I'm a home buyer and I'm actually buying a home that has been flipped and I'm the end buyer mm-hmm. after that investor comes in, I know from, again, TV shows and other real estate professionals I've spoken with, some of these flips, especially if it's an amateur flipper, there can be some major issues. So what would you say to a buyer that's looking at buying a house that maybe has been renovated over the last couple months by a flipper like yourself? Absolutely. So there are a lot of nicely done flips out there. And then there are some that are very poorly done. People have cut corners. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would I would imagine there's a lot of cutting corners, yeah. right? I mean, and, and I don't know. I, I just think that cutting corners will get you into more trouble than the than the original reason of why you wanted to cut the corner in the first there's place. There's horror stories. Mm-hmm. I know my sister-in-law bought a flip a couple of years ago in New Jersey, and it looked great aesthetically, mm-hmm. and they found all sorts of problems once they actually lived in the house, all sorts of corners that were cut, mm-hmm. and they had lived in the house a little bit of time then. So it's like, sure, you can go back to the flipper and complain or ask for help, but legally you're probably out of luck with a lot of that. So I think it's being more diligent and definitely doing a home inspection when you're buying a property that has been flipped to know what you're getting into, know what corners were cut so you're not caught off guard. Absolutely. I totally would agree with that. There are a lot of flippers that will basically put lipstick on a pig and (laughs) the property looks beautiful until you really start to get 
into the property. And a lot of times when you're walking through a home as a buyer and you're excited and wowed by the granite and the stainless steel appliances and the new tile floor, sometimes you really have to look closely. And they say you only see 60% of the property of any home when you go through it the first time because you're looking around, you're not exactly taking in everything, and you're not looking at all the trim work and how these things were constructed. A lot of times, one of my things I hate the most with flips is when people go over a floor with a floor. I can't stand that. When they go over a tile floor with another tile floor, what happens with that is that the tile, it doesn't lay right and it just starts to slide around and crack and break, sometimes within months of living in the property. And it looked really pretty at the showing and now you've got to replace an entire floor. So uh, those are some corners that you'll see people cut, you know, Painting the cabinets is something that I do not recommend. I don't ever think it looks good. Once in a while, I'll see a really nice job. But for the most part, they'll paint the outsides. you got to look in the drawers and the cabinets. There's a lot of um, little ways to cut corners that I think also sometimes they feel like they're saving money. But in the end, painting cabinets and getting <coughs> quality cabinets sometimes can be very similar in pricing when you price it out in the end at the time that it takes to paint versus just install cabinets is a lot more. So you're going to pay for labor versus the cost of the product. I painted mine myself. Well, my <laughs> wife and I did. <laughs> well, there you go. That, so that's, you know, that's your time. Right. But I, I mean, look, I don't want to focus a lot on the negatives, although it, it, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't in all fairness, mm -hmm. bring them mm -hmm. up. But, 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 but why are home flips such an attractive option in today's market? Well, they're attractive as far as being able to, obviously, for the home flippers in the um, market that we're having right now and the increase in home values overall, you're seeing a huge return when you're flipping a property, especially if you can find one that doesn't need a lot of work. And there are some that I've walked into and I'm like, wow, this really doesn't need that much. And I'm shocked at the price. Um, we actually live in a home that we were going to flip. It's a custom-built home. It sat for a while after it got foreclosed on. I was expecting a complete disaster when I walked in there. There was nothing wrong with this property. The person that lived there before took all the light fixtures. That's it. And I would have replaced those anyway. And there was a little rippling in a bathroom floor, which was hardwood, which I knew there had been some water damage somewhere. When we got all the water running, we had nine burst pipes. Oh, my goodness. But the nine burst pipes cost us $2,500 to fix. That was oh. it. And we have so much built-in equity into this home now. So sometimes what looks like it could be um, maybe some people are scared of it. And I completely understand that. I knew what to look for. And we haven't, you would think you'd have problems three years later of a home that you know froze in the wintertime. Mm. No other problems. It's, it's, I bought a flip property myself mm -hmm. as well. And I can attest that me and my wife were actually contemplating building a new home mm -hmm. versus just buying an existing home. This is several years ago, different market. But we had looked at the price to build with several builders and looked at price per square foot on buying existing. And it made so much more sense. We got so much more for our money. But the key was we didn't want something that was run down, right? Who wants to move in and spend all this money on a house that really looks like it hasn't been kept up very well and whatnot. So we got lucky and we found a house that was being flipped. I mean, they went in, they bought it as a foreclosure from the bank spent a ton of money top to bottom redoing everything and when we walked in it felt like new construction 
And like I've talked about previously, I bought new construction before. I know what it feels like and it smells like. And that's how I felt in this home. So that it was such an attractive option because price per square foot was great. You know, the amenities were amazing. Everything worked out, but you just you do have to be careful. So. Can, can you discuss the limited flip properties available now and, and, and why that is? Sure. Well, what we're seeing right now in the limited amount of foreclosures available is really a result of what has gone on with the pandemic and mm. the extension of the forbearance on foreclosures. So it keeps getting extended. So people that are unfortunately not able to afford their homes and are headed down the road towards foreclosure are not being kicked out of their properties. So we're seeing a limited inventory of foreclosure properties at the moment. I do think when they start um, cracking down, and unfortunately, these people are kind of forced out of their homes, I do think we're going to see a huge influx of foreclosures. That's not going to happen right away. It takes a little while for the banks to catch up with the market. When it comes to foreclosures, it takes a while for, it's not, a, it's not normally a quick process to get people out of their homes. And that's why you'll see some of these foreclosures go from, you know, the person didn't start paying, they stopped paying their mortgage at a certain date maybe 12 months ago, and they're now being foreclosed on 12 months later, and they're actually not basically getting kicked out of their home for like another year or so. So I think we're going to see this probably two years down the road, as would be my uh, guess. I don't think it's going to be like in the next, you know, spring or anything like that. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show along with Rob Weinberg. Uh, I am Gary Byron. Our guest this morning is a real estate agent and an individual who specializes in home flipping, Dana Flanagan. You can contact her at the Flanagan Realty Group. I believe they're in Glastonbury, right? Yes. yes. Yep. You can check them out at www.flanaganrealtygroup.com. Again, flanaganrealtygroup.com. And 860-796-0562. Again, 860-796-0562. What does the near future look like for home flippers and buyers who, who want these types of turnkey properties? Sure. So I think what we're going to see is, I think you're going to see some quality flips with people that have a little bit more of an eye for maybe design now. Mm. Product prices are up. So you're gonna it's gonna be getting rid of, I feel it's gonna be getting rid of some of the hacks out there Good. that are just sort of throwing things together and sure. hoping that, you know, throwing against the wall and hoping it sticks type of thing. Um right now, you know, all the lumber's up, um, all the product prices are up. I mean, everything is up right now. So if you're going to be flipping a property, you really need to have a good spread from what you buy it for, what the budget is for the flip, and obviously, of course, what you can sell it for. The market is still very good to be selling a property. So the chance that you're going to be able to make a good amount on your property based on the work that you're putting into it. I mean, if you have a property that's got a $100,000 spread between maybe like you buy it for two fifty, dollars you can sell it for three seventy five. dollars and you got to put $100,000 worth of work into it, obviously that's not a very good buy. So there's a little bit of a formula that goes along with doing that. And if you don't know how to navigate the foreclosure market, you really need to talk to a real estate professional. There's a lot of people that just feel like they're going to put the bids in themselves. They're not educated enough to make a decision that they're going to benefit from, from in the end. Mm, interesting. Can you talk a little bit about your experience though, as a, as a flipper and how it helps you when working with buyers who want to I don't know, flip a property because you're both. I mean, you've, you've got the experience of being a home flipper, but mm -hmm. you're also a real estate agent owning her own real estate agency. So yeah. I would imagine that 
it's the best of both worlds when somebody sits down and decides to do business with you. Right, right. So I've been a realtor for 20 years. I sell over about 100 and, or 125 homes per year on average. And I have had investment properties. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we have owned other homes in other states as well. And we've been flipping properties for a few years as well. So I think what really sets me apart in regards to, it, it kind of helps me in both areas, right? So I know all the things to look for when looking at a flip because I know exactly what a home inspection looks like. Right. And I know a lot about homes. I mean, I know boilers and, you know, hot water heaters and and all sorts of things that you can come up and be a red flag down the road. Sure. Also, I know when I'm putting a flip up for sale after we finished it and completed it, I know what a home inspector of those buyers is going to look for. Because remember, most of the time, I don't re represent those buyers. Those buyers are coming in to buy my flip with another real estate agent. So they're coming through with a home inspector and basically picking your home apart. So I know before I list the property, what is going to be a red flag and what we automatically need to fix or it's going to be a problem. Okay. I think a lot of flippers that don't have the real estate background think, oh, I'm not, you know, this is, I put this much money into it, so I'm not doing that. And then when the home inspection comes up, they're upset that they have to put a new roof on or they're upset that their boiler isn't functioning properly because they're not looking at it from a real estate perspective, any buyer's perspective that's coming with a home inspector. What about the different markets, uh, the markets that you work in and how home flipping activity can vary based on the local market? I know you're licensed in, in Florida and Vermont. And, right, right, right. So even just uh, town by town, it's a big difference with permitting. A lot of towns, some are a little bit stricter than others. The length of time to get permits, I mean, back this summer, uh, or last last winter, I should say, there were people that were trying to get, and I'm going to leave the town out of it, but there were people that were trying to even sim simply get a, a wood stove installed. Mm -hmm. And it was eight months to wait for a permit. Oh, my goodness. So what, what, or to finish their basement. A lot of people were doing home renovations during COVID and, and still are doing home renovations. Mm -hmm. um, to get the permits done for new decks and for outdoor space, people were waiting so long for these permits that they just said, forget it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And who cares yeah. at this point? Because so... The permitting part of things is when you're flipping a home, the town is much more aware of the entire house being renovated. So they will come, sometimes come by or give you a call mm -hmm. and just want to do a walkthrough with electrical wiring. There's a lot of things that need to be done that if you're not there every day, and this is another point that I'd like to make as well, if you're not checking on these properties almost every day, you have a full-time job maybe and you're doing the flips on the side. Mm -hmm. If you're not there to meet contractors or to come check on something when a contractor's calling you, asking for your opinion or telling you they need you to come by the property, you really need to be in-state, local, available. Oh, Hands-on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There are many times where I've showed up at the house day after day and nobody's there. And every day that goes by is money out of our pocket and time that we're losing in regards to timing with the market too. So you don't want to put a property on the market you know, a month later than you intended because the market can be completely different. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people too that see this stuff on TV and like you said, they think it's going to be so easy. Uh, I know several of my clients that have done refinancing and things to get money to flip homes and very few have been yeah. 
successful. Let's put it that way. I think there was a client last year that did this and said to me, Rob, I did all this and I made 10 grand in the end, Mm -hmm. you know, and I went through (laughs) all this. And at the end, the overruns and the taxes and the winterization and all this stuff that had to be completed. And it was his first flip. He was in on it with a buddy that had done a couple and was promised the world. And at the end of the day, he made 10 grand and he said it wasn't worth it. So you really need that pro on your side. No, and and this is, I mean, any last minute advice that you could give to somebody listening right now who might be interested in getting into home flipping? Only I got would, about a minute and a half. I would say mind. do your research. Okay. Talk to a professional. I'm, I'm happy to help anybody out there that has any questions with investing, um, flipping, real estate in general. But talk to a professional and really educate yourself on the you know, amount it's going to cost you to flip a property. Get a good grasp of what these properties are going for and what they're selling for. And then also what they're being, you know, what they're selling for as a flip and a foreclosure. And then what they're selling for once renovated. And what does that look like in that market? Because if you are not a realtor and you're not looking at the ever-changing market, you might just be hearing from your friend that they sold their house for $100,000 more than um, their asking price a couple months ago. Well, the market has changed during that time frame. So don't listen to people that somebody did this and somebody did that. Really do your research and look at real-time market statistics so you're making an educated decision. And then also get a good grasp on budget and what that looks like as well. Yeah, I, I could imagine. I mean, that's ex- actually, that's excellent advice. But you're right. I'm listening to you and I'm like, so many people have delusions of grandeur where they're going to make more than a $10,000 or they, oh, this is going to be a fun project. And then you deal with contractors and deadlines and overruns and it's like, and and permits in the town. And, and it's like, oh, this isn't fun at all. You know, but yet there's other people who, you know, they, they they do one after another or a couple simultaneously and make a make great money doing it, I guess. But you got to one of them is going to be your first. You know, you got to start somewhere. And I think the more people understand the realizations and the truth behind flipping a home, as long as you know that up front, you know, I, I think. And, and of course, finding the property. Like you're talking about auctions and foreclosures. And just because something's in foreclosure doesn't mean that that's the house that's got to be it. You've got to be practical and do the math, break everything down. And it might not. It it's might, so competitive. Some might be advantageous. It, and while well, the one next to it, the one mm-hmm. or the next one you go see it could be a loser. And you really need that pro to help you with the negotiation. Yeah. And that's where Dana can come in because of her experience. Yeah. I want to talk about that pro really quickly. I'd like to thank our guest this morning, Dana Flanagan. You can check her out at Dana Flanagan Real Estate. Uh, she's a real estate agent, the Flanagan Realty Group and uh, FlanaganRealtyGroup.com, 860-796-0562. Also, Rob Weinberg, he's got his own uh <laughs> It's got his own website as well, robgw.com. Can't forget that, Rob. Thank it is you. your show. Again, it's www.robgw.com. By the way, if you've got a uh, an inquiry, maybe we can get your 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 email answered right here on these airwaves. You can also email us at mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. That's specifically pertaining to this show. If you've got a personal question, feel free to contact Rob at 860-413-3938. Again, 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show. Until next Saturday, have a good one, everybody. So long. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.